Haunted Hangover presents Anthology Obscuria. Welcome to another edition of Anthology Obscura. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by... Sam! It's me! Hi! And Manny. And we're going to be talking about the Tales from the Dark Side episode, Trick or Treat. Now, Chris and I covered the Love Hungry episode a while back. So I'm not going to go into my love for Tales from the Dark Side because I did talk about it in that episode. So go back, check that out. I talk about all the, all the spooky, creepy vibes, vibes it gave me as a kid. But, Manny, what's your yeah. history with Tales from the Dark Side? <sighs> Long and storied. <laughs> it was a cold winter night. No. Um, I, I, dude, I, I don't even know. Like I've been watching this my whole life. I, I literally remember watching this. I had a little, I had a little uh, um, TV set, like twelve, maybe twelve inch TV set that was on top of my dresser. I can remember laying in bed at night with my brother's crib next to, you know, when we shared a bed, when we shared a room. I remember watching Tales from the Crypt and uh, not Tales from the Crypt because way before that, Tales from the Dark Side and um, Twilight Zone at night. It's for just, like my whole life like that's it dude it's just always been there <laughs> it's just always been there there's nothing more than that yeah, it's, the dark it. side is your comfort food it's just it's just <laughs> always been on it's just forever. Yep, it's always been there it's always been part of my like evening viewing that's it my understanding my memories go don't go very far back lately because I don't know. I'm just forgetting shit. But um, my memory. <laughs> Welcome to getting old. Yeah. Oh my, God. my memory of, of Tales from the Dark Side. Um, all my memories come from being at my grandmother's house and whatever Louis put on uh, on the cable television. That's that's and it was reruns. The same thing. Same thing for for a lot of the stuff that we've seen. Um, that's it. Being at grandma's house. Watch. And the music, the intro music. Terrify the shit out of me, which is so funny because the 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 music is so eerie and creepy. But the but the actual like intro isn't very scary. It's just like stills of like the forest and <laughs> yeah. like scenic escapes. And I'm like okay, and it, um, and but it, yeah, it's it, cool. And it turns it goes uh, inverted to make it creepy. Glow. That's, Ooh, that's basically what some high tech shit. Not as brightly lit. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's what everyone knows. So I think good. Everyone, people know the intro more than an episode. I think yeah. everyone knows the tales from the dark side intro intro to the show. Every that that yeah. was traumatizing. Cue, it was like the, the voice like the unsolved mysteries music. Just yes, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. tales on the dark side, unsolved mysteries, and a current affair. That <laughs> that music, all of them. They all had that music that did it to you. Exactly, just and I think gives all, you flashbacks. And I and I've said it before on the on like on whenever we we cover an anthology show. Um, I think all good anthology shows have iconic like music cues or just intro music. Yeah. I think if you think if you think about all of them, they all have it. All Which is such a shame. Them. It's such a shame. We're so, you know, spoiled now. We have the option to skip the intro. Because most of the time they suck, so skip it. We skip the <laughs> intro. If I'm really into a show, I will mm-hmm. force myself to let the intro play 
every time because I want the full experience. I want the full experience. That's how I am with Stranger Things. I don't. I don't yeah. ever skip the oh, intro. I, I oh. want to feel it. I want to feel it. Man, he's yeah, like, I sure. skip it. Shit, I hit that. Game of Thrones. Things. Game of Thrones. Always. I let the <laughs> intro play every single time. Last of Us. More recently, well, I let it play every single time. I want to see all of it. I, I will yeah. admit the Last of Us intro music isn't that memorable. I don't think it I is. I skip that too. Uh, <laughs> Matthew's like, yo, I skip all of them. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't give a shit. If I could skip it, I could save myself I'm gonna, a minute. I'm let me watch to. it. You know what? It's all dependent on how good the show really is. That's yeah. what it you is. Know? Like That's Last of is. Us was good, Yeah. but it wasn't great. Yeah. It was I good, it. but I, I really liked it, but I wanted more zombies. I mm. wanted more more gore. I feel like the game had a whole hell of a lot. I felt like we went, uh, we had like ten episodes and we saw maybe zombies in like three of them. Yeah, they're gonna drag you it know? out. They're gonna gra- drag it out though. Yeah, you know, uh, drag not it out. Worth, not years. worth the How intro. Much? Not worth the intro. <laughs> not worth the Tales from the dark side. Worth the intro. Would you, Manny? Would you skip? I the can't tale? skip the. I can't skip the Tales from the Dark Side one because I'm watching it on a on the DVD. When you skip it, it goes to the middle of the episode, so I can't skip it. Not an option. Funny enough, <laughs> no. this isn't streaming anywhere. Like, if you want to stream this, so obviously. You, you know. gotta go to Manny's house. No, well, I own I own the seasons as well. Yeah, I own yeah. them on DVD. They're not on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the only way you can watch yeah. them. Or you can watch them on the Internet Archive. And some of them mm-hmm. are on YouTube. I don't know how legal that is, but they're up there. I believe, Sammy, Probably you watched them on, on one of those. Uh, <laughs> I watched it on the Archive. There you go. I, I think the Internet Archive is kind of legal. So yeah, yeah. So they they ain't catching go. me. So <laughs> they're, they're not gonna <laughs> like to see them try. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching I think all the tales on, on the dark side on on internet archives. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think even like uh, copyrighted things that are on internet archive like gave them the permission to have it. You yeah. know, like yeah. uh, like canopy. Yes, yes. You yes. know, there's a lot of things yeah. on canopy that are allowed to be on there because they have a deal with libraries and stuff. Yeah, it's so. interesting. Internet Archives is an interesting place. You can find like old Monster Vision episodes there with Joe mm-hmm. Bob, like full ones with the movie. Wild. I know. I, I downloaded his uh, Halloween 3 episode. That's a good one. <laughs> and I haven't watched it yet. I haven't That's watched it one. yet. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yes, but before we go on several more tangents, let's jump yeah. into, <laughs> let's jump into uh, Trick or Treat, Tales from the Dark Side, Trick or Treat, because mm-hmm. there are several other things called Trick or Treat. Uh, this isn't the Several. first. This isn't the first thing. The first show with an episode titled "Trick or Treat" that we've covered on Haunted Hangover. So mm-hmm. there, there's that. <laughs> it's Halloween, gentlemen. Halloween. Have you forgotten my favorite season? <laughs> so, Tales from the Dark Side "Trick or Treat" was released on October 23rd, 1983. And it's the pilot episode of the program. Real quick, there's a couple of, of actors I want to point out. There's two actors in this episode I want to I want to show some love to. Uh, Bernard Hughes plays the the lead. Uh, I believe it's Gideon Hackles. That's the the, the main char- the main character in this mm-hmm. episode. That's his name. That dude's been in a bunch of stuff: Midnight Cowboy, Sisters, Brian De Palma film, Hamlet. Pretty, hmm. pretty relatively known actor. Usually played 
older people because I believe his career took off much later in life. So he always was yeah. like an older, yeah. kind of assertive character. Mm-hmm. Um, also in this episode, and I just thought it was kind of funny, and I forgot he was in this. You have Max Wright, Willie Tanner from ALF. I'm a big ALF fan. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, Willie Tanner. Uh, Willie Tanner, Max Wright is in this episode. So I got a kick out of that. Also, I don't think this really counts as a cast member, kind of. Apparently, Tim Curry provided the laugh. I saw that. Of the pirate monster thing in the <laughs> so Interesting. Kind of random because it's just I the know. laugh. And 1983, uh, I'm assuming Tim Curry was not a no-name. This is way after Rocky Horror. So, mm-hmm. 83, Tim Curry was... A pretty well-known actor, so I thought that was really odd when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, just trivia. an excuse to get his name in the credits there. I, I saw that too, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna. I'm curious, but I'm also not gonna play it again to go find his voice. That seems excessive." Yeah, it was a little. It was a little. It was a little random when I saw that. All I can think is that they're just recycling his voice from something else, like the laughter. Probably they probably just grabbed it and and put like plugged it in because they're like, you know, he has a pretty iconic. You know, it's just mm-hmm. very memorable and it's distinct, you know, yeah. Tim Curry's laugh. So I'm guessing maybe that's what it was. Maybe they had no intention on publicly saying like publicly saying it's Tim Curry. But obviously with trivia and the Internet, you can find everything out uh, these days. You're not going to mention Bob Balaban. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Bob Balaban. The director. I forgot. Yeah, what did he <laughs> the direct? director, Bob Balaban. What did he direct in this? Very, very few. But he's Arthur in Altered States. Oh. He's the partner in Altered States. I did not he's, know that. Yeah, he's the he's um oh he's one of the executives in Seinfeld. Like oh. he's a big name. He's a big actor, which is really odd that he did that because he doesn't he hasn't directed much at all. Was it just this and a couple other little things? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's done other. He's done. Uh, I mean, like I looked it up and I forgot already. All tales from the dark side episodes. That's, yeah. all, <laughs> that's all he's directed. He, episode of Twi- he got two episodes of Twilight Zone. But he looks like he directed a lot of TV. Oh. And he directed my boyfriend's back. Ah, the classic the movie. Classic yeah, film. But, what was that? Ninety two, ninety one. My boyfriend's back. Let me see. Look at that. He directed Erie, Indiana. Oh, another great show yeah, that we've of, covered here uh-huh. at Haunted Hangover. So Yeah, it looks like he's just done a lot of TV. This is, yeah, this is actually, it looks like this is the first thing he ever directed. Oh, cool. He did this, Fun Amazing facts. Stories. He directed Parents. I did not know that. I just saw Bob Bellabed and I was like, oh. Yeah, well, like I said, he's an Altered States, States so. is one of your favorite movies. So, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't see you All seeing me. it. You won't let that go through the cra- <laughs> fall through the cracks. So. But yes. The little episode synopsis breakdown of what happens in Tales from the Dark Side Trick or Treat. So it follows Gideon Hackles. He's an insanely cheap and grumpy old businessman. And the town he lives in, for some reason, uh, to my knowledge, it's never, they don't outright tell you why this is, but everyone that lives there owes him money. IOUs. Um, He does own a shop. This little, I think it's like a general store. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's where all the IOUs. Well, it's a, 
come it's into play? It's a farming community, and they said that the farm, they said that the crops have been yeah. shit for a while. But how long that the entire yes. town owes this guy? <laughs> like the one guy owes him so much money, he's going to take the entire farm. farm. Like <laughs> how much money have, how much crap have you bought from this guy's store that he can take your farm for it? Like, like he's funny. not taking your farm for some jelly rings. Like yes. <laughs> how many, how many loaves of bread does a farm? You know what I mean? It's, it is. You I know, found that odd. Too, when I was watching the episode, yeah. I was like, "Okay, it's a very, it's a very Ebenezer Scrooge type yes. setup." Yes. Yeah, you know, yes. and I and I got you get that vibe right away when watching this episode. That's basically even kind of the whole performance reminds you of Scrooge. That's kind of what mm-hmm. you think of. Um, but yes, everyone owes him literally IOUs. He's got a stack of them. This man has a stack of IOUs, and those come into play. Kind of the overall, the overall MacGuffin, I guess, of this film, it's the IOUs, right? Mm-hmm. Because every Halloween, Mr. Hackles rigs up his home into basically a haunted house, like a haunted attraction. And he allows the children from the town to enter his home and search for the IOUs. Now, if they find these IOUs, basically their entire family's debt scrubbed scrubbed away they don't have to pay him any money they don't owe him shit and Mm -hmm. you kind of get the sense because you see it throughout the episode that this happens every year and all these kids fail because of all of his creepy contraptions and i have a list of everything this guy has in his house and we'll get to that a little later i wrote down every single effect (laughs) this guy has in his home and i got a kick out of that i also love how he loves he's grumpy cheap and just a terrible person, but loves Halloween. So he's, he's good in my book. I'll he's let him cool. Slide. He's, right. he's, he's not he's that bad. Good. He's misunderstood. He's misunderstood. misunderstood. <laughs> he, he Listen, he lights a jack-o'-lantern every year, but he's mm-hmm. just a cheapskate and horrible to, to the entire town. It is what it is. Give, give and take. Gotta he's just keeping give the holiday take. alive. He's keeping the holiday alive. <laughs> no one else can celebrate, though. Even though the kids are still wearing costumes and they're still trick-or-treating. Who's that giving they out bought candy? from him. Yeah, that they, obvi- yeah. they owe him the money for. <laughs> Obviously. That I owe you, that's your costume right there. <laughs> that's your costume. That's the pumpkin pail. That's the candy this, your parents That father bought. came in <laughs> wanting to buy a costume. And you know I can't pay cash for this. What was it, 10 bucks? Yeah. How <laughs> fucking poor are you? Like, yes. I'm, I'm not trying nothing against, but like in this... In this this scenario scenario. like seriously like (laughs) you owe this guy everything you can't even buy your kid a costume so he can so he can go into this creepy old man's house and say and find your save the family (laughs) (laughs) it is pretty ridiculous when you think about it much it is my house isn't even that scary but you'll get into that i feel like these kids are a bunch of bunch of pussies (laughs) (laughs) that's basically that's basically what you get when you ever you Whenever you see these kids, because you get a montage or a couple of scenes that's basically failed attempts by these children. Yeah. They barely make it out of the hallway. They don't even step in and the parents are all like watching them from the front porch like, all right, go in. You can find the IOUs. One kid almost makes it, but I want to get I want to get into that later. Um, But yeah, once again, all these kids, all the trick-or-treaters, they're coming home and they're going to Mr. Hackle's house in their costumes, they're looking for the IOUs. But what ends up happening is after all these attempts from all these kids, a very real 
and very creepy witch, like a traditional witch, shows up. And <laughs> Mr. Hackles thinks the trick-or-treater, but then quickly learns that it's not. This is some sort of supernatural force. And the episode ends with him literally stumbling into hell because all of his money and IOUs are flying. Well, not the IOUs, the money specifically. Well, yeah, the IOUs too are yeah. flying and kind of all over the place because of wind and supernatural powers mm -hmm. from this witch. And he just stumbles into hell. He sees the devil. He sees, he sees demons. And the episode ends with the little boy and uh, father. Well, the little boy, not the father. The little boy that you mentioned that his father couldn't afford paying for anything. So he had to give up his farm. Entering the house and getting all this money, getting all the IOUs and leaving and passing a gravestone with Mr. Hackle's name on it. And that was... Tales from the Dark Side, Trick or Treat. Since you're new to the valley, Billy, perhaps you don't know that every Halloween I take all these IOUs and I hide them in my house. Then I invite all you young trick-or-treaters to come and search for them. And if you find them, all of your father's debts are forgiven, forgotten, cancelled forever. There's a couple things about this episode I, I wanted to talk about. First thing, this is very reminiscent of the trick or treat mm -hmm. segment with Sam from the yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, that This had to have been the inspiration to an extent because that movie's not about a guy who's cheap and a scumbag to the townspeople. He's just a guy that hates Halloween and was shitty to children in, mm -hmm. in the movie. Um, mm -hmm. But this is it follows sim similar beats. You've got a, this old man and you've got this supernatural being that's kind of teaching this man a lesson. Mm -hmm. But it gets really weird because that last shot almost implies that he was dead the entire time because you. Yeah. See did that happen that fast? That's what I was you trying to I mean? figure out. Quick. That's what I was trying quick. to figure out. It's like. Nah, it's it's. Uh, Again, it's it's a it's a it's TV a, it's show. It's a horror movie. It's a horror TV show for mm. kids. Like, and this nah. episode is twenty. It's not for kids. I wouldn't say this is it's for exact, kids. I, this is for kids. Yeah. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I guess was Tales from the Dark Side gear. Like, was that? There's the demographic children. I guess Dude, it was yeah. on Channel Eleven. Yes, it was for kids. <laughs> for families. Channel Eleven Listen, at nine o'clock. There at were night. some scary yeah. episodes that Fam were kind of gory at times and stuff. Oh, monsters had more of like I guess the more intense kind of creature effects and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I always when when I was when I was like rewatching this and I was trying to think about it, I was like, okay, he ends up in hell. Mm -hmm. The witch kind of like what does the witch and the devil and Satan and all that have to do with each other? I get what they have to do with, with each other. It's evil forces, whatever. But was he dead the whole time? Like that to me, no, I, I like I like the idea. Like to me, this would have been cool if he would have like not died or just died after the fact. And maybe there was like one last shot of them like wheeling his body out and then the kid yeah. getting all the like that that almost like none of this. There was no kind of remnants of anything supernatural happening and he just kind of died of fright you could say kind of a taste yeah. of his own medicine because that's what he's been doing with the town but they decided that's to exactly go like a batshit insane like 
like route with it. No, the devil. Well, the devil actually does it to him. Devil, the de- when when he's his money goes all over the place, the devil tells him, "Well, come get it, come and get it." Yeah, just yeah. like he does to the kids, come and get it. So he's going in for his money, and yeah. you know, and then up uh, now the devil's got him. So supernatural. Hey, we make, yeah, we make a, that's what I, we I got make tombstones real fast. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think. I didn't think he was dead the whole time. I I was kind of like, oh, okay. That was fast. Mm-hmm. They, I guess, they had twenty-two minutes and they wanted to get it all in there without having to <laughs> jump everything. to jump time. Yeah. But um, yeah, I figured it was just kind of like the etchings on this empty gravestone magically appeared after he died. Mm-hmm. You know what well, I mean? Well, the gravestone said, "Here lies Gideon Hackles, a businessman. He took it all with him when he went." So, like implying yeah. that he took all of his money, very much like Scrooge, like like Manny said yeah. before. Kind of, you know, he took everything when he died, which isn't true greedy. because. It, it, that's not true because the boy left with with all his with, monies with the money and the IOU. So even the that doesn't really make. Did much he sense. have the money? I thought he just had the IOUs. He had a yeah, stack he, of IOUs and they all blew away. He was throwing ca- stacks of cat. The witch was throwing stacks of cash at him. Oh yeah, it was like a strip and club basically chain. inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just raining just, dollars. It was just raining dollars on just the kid, and he just he was loving every second of it. Uh, but so what did funny. you guys? Hey, I hey, don't blame him. Hey, but what did you guys think of the episode, Sammy? I'll start with you. you. This is the first time you had ever seen this, right? First time I've ever seen this. Um, I I I love the, Sir Gideon. I think he's so funny. He's such Sir, a character, that guy. Sir Gideon. <laughs> he's just so. I I love him. He's his his little cackle and then then the the mannerisms. I thought he was awesome. He was he was definitely my favorite part of it. Um, and you know me, I just love to, I love to, I always like to go to the acting and man, them kids were bad, huh? Bad acting. <laughs> I especially like to make fun of children. So I feel like it's, it goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. Um, they were just so bad. I have to point this out because I had a good laugh about it, but, um, poor Billy, he just, they just drew a little swirly mustache on him, and that was his costume. That's all he could afford. They were so poor. He was, a, he was a swirly mustache guy. I just thought that was so great. I loved it. I I feel like um I feel like I like how the this big turn, like this drastic turn in like special effects that the episode takes. Uh, we see all like these like handmade props that Gideon put in his apartment. I thought it was so dope. The dedication and the love and the compassion for this holiday. Um, and but they're like cheaply made, you know, little little house decorations. And then like they throw the witch and the devil and then like some fortune teller and like a a, a ghost and with like this insane makeup, like yeah. beautiful, beautifully done like special effects makeup. I was like, oh shit, okay. You don't really take it terribly seriously until you saw that witch pull up to the door you're like the oh witch shit. is really creepy looking so good yeah she's I thought all it was awesome. dry and gross nasty yes. teeth and the hair. devil with his like big yeah. juicy lips and his creepy little teeth <laughs> no oh. what an odd looking <laughs> devil that was oh man like, i, I get loved what they were it. going for i know i did too but i was like yeah what's up with the with the what's up with the lips why was, was he so to... sexy yes why was why was he sexy <laughs> it was definitely a vibe they were going with, yeah. with, that, with that devil you're getting hot you're getting hot gideon much, much um, you mentioned his, and before we go into Manny's thoughts on the episode, yeah. you mentioned 
his his house. And I want to run through the list of some of the nonsense he had inside of his his oh, uh, please his, do. his haunted house. So so <laughs> this is what he has. He's got laughing monster skeletons. He's got a fly, a fake flying bat with glowing eyes. He's got mm. faux crows. There's lightning and thunder effects in his house. There's a portrait with glowing eyes. There's a taxidermy bear, which is my favorite. That's probably my favorite. <laughs> that just giant random just appears when it scares one of the kids. Taxidermy bear. And I just love all the howling. There's like like ghost sounds. This guy, the dedication is real with what he was trying to do here. Like, And then I love how he's in like in a room over the, like he has in the an basement intercom. He has an intercom yeah. built into this house. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of egging on the kids. You're hot. You're cold. You're hot again. You're just as they get closer and closer to the IOU. And I do love how there's that one little boy. I believe he's dressed up as a devil. And he mm-hmm. gets close, literally, hand on the IOU, this close. And that, I think it's the bear, freaks him out. And he runs out, runs out of mm-hmm. the house. Just a great just kind of execution and making it feel like a haunted house. Like, that's what kind of home haunts feel like uh, you know if ever if mm-hmm. you ever been to one maybe not so much now because his items feel a little more homemade but that's kind of what it is when you go to like a little home haunt it's like stuff coming out of closets and you open the mm-hmm. door and there's just something there with its eyes glowing and i love that yeah. definitely had lots of halloween vibes which i can mm-hmm. appreciate specifically in mr hackle's house yeah manny what'd you think of the episode <laughs> Garbage. Oh, Crap. no. No, no. It was cool. I liked it. It was cheesy. It was really cheesy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i sure I've seen this before, but I don't remember ever mm-hmm. watching this specific episode. I'm sure I have because I've watched all the DVDs before. Yeah. So I'm sure one. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I have seen it. I, I, it when I watched it, I'm sitting there like, have I watched this one before? Um, because this was the pilot, the series didn't actually start until a year later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I think they, I think they aired this pilot. I'm about 90% just the sure one. they did. Whenever you yeah. look up a list of best tales from the dark side episodes, this mm-hmm. one's always on the yeah. list. Yeah. It was just this one episode and the series didn't start till literally then a year later, which is crazy. The actual <laughs> first season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, I mean, you said everything. I kind of agree with all of that. It was kind of cheesy. I like the 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 painting is my favorite of yeah. all his creepy things. I like the painting the best. Um, but what I did see in it is um, I saw George Romero. Mm-hmm. He has uh, um, this episode is uh, he wrote it and it's very indicative of George Romero. Mm-hmm. He's got the cranky old man, which is a thing that he's done before. This is very clearly E.G. Marshall in mm-hmm. um, Creepshow. Yeah. 100%. It's the same, that same, you know, uh, miserly character. He also likes this. He also seems to really like this setting of the store because this mm-hmm. is the store from Creepshow 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the whole town owes him money. You but know, instead, that old um, man but instead, is, that's is nice a nice old man. Yeah, exactly. Nice... So this is kind of like, yeah, it's like it, this is like that middle ground between Creepshow 1 and Creepshow 2 almost this episode. Yeah. You know, where it's this really, yeah. really mean guy who gets his revenge, who tries to get his revenge on the people who owe him money in the store that, uh, um, 
you know, he holds it all over them. So I, I saw, I, I just watched this. I'm like, it's George Romero. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know. The DVD has a commentary for this episode, for just this episode. I don't know if you watched it. I, I haven't watched it yet. It's almost useless. <laughs> I mean, it's George Romero's commentary, but he's just talking. He's not actually yeah. talking about the episode. He's just talking about what it's like writing and what it's like doing yeah. this. Huh? You know, when you're making a movie and you're making a show, you know, you just you, know, you get an idea. He says, he says, I swear not to God, he's told, I swear to God, he totally gave himself away. He's like, you know what it is? Sometimes you just kind of you get an idea in the bathroom. You know, you're in the shower and you get an idea and you write it down and then you just don't overthink it and that's it. The idea is done. So you're telling me you came up with this idea in the fucking shower, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> he was taking it on the toilet. Yeah, he was on the like, toilet. He says the shower. He he okay, says the right. shower. Maybe he's covering for himself. I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. But, <laughs> but that's it is he's like he's like you get all these little creepy ideas for a little horror scenario and just kind of write it out and then and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so he really so it sounds like he wrote this to be as simplistic as possible. So yeah. uh, like the ending where you said, well, where where did this tombstone come from? Get it over with. That's it. Yeah, you got 22 right minutes. Get it over. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Get it over with. The devil did it. That's your explanation. It's that's like it. the shining. It's supernatural. Mm-hmm. You don't need to explain everything. You know? Uh, yeah, I. uh <laughs> It's funny because he's he's like he's one of the creators of Tales from the Dark Side mm-hmm. and I believe Monsters as well which they came yep. out around the same time. So I I guarantee, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm sure this is not the only episode he was involved in the writing process for. I guarantee mm-hmm. Oh no, he wrote a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah he I, wrote I guarantee. A bunch of There's a couple of other ones that involve like an old man character and I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. George Romero was involved in the screenplay for those episodes too. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a quick watch though. I, I agree with that. And it kind of makes sense that you want something that's, you could sit there, turn off your brain for 20. Yeah. Well, this technically was 30 minutes because there were commercials when you would have originally watched yeah. it. But it's 22 minutes long, so it's like it, it, it's a breeze to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out uh, uh, something I love about the episode and probably even stronger to me than the, his haunted house, which I did love. Um, but I love the opening scene. I think that's probably the most well-written scene where you've got, you know, you've got Gideon Hackles mm-hmm. and you've got these two clerks. And something as simple as... One of the clerks, Willie from Alf, that him specifically, he's asking for a second cup of coffee. And Mr. Hackles is so cheap that he's charging him four cents for a cup of coffee. So it really, you know, it's a good way to kind of just get a good, you could gauge what type of person he is just because this guy is counting his money. He's counting his pennies. He's got a penny on display. It's like, how cheap can you get his first plenty in a frame that he ever made? And he's charging one of these guys that he's high. He's I'm assuming hiring. They work for him. They're counting his Mm -hmm. money, you know, charging that guy four cents for a second cup of coffee. I just love that scene. I just think it's so well written. And you said that, you know, he's really he's really good in this. He's the best part of this entire episode. So good. He said he said four cents cup. Uh, uh, cost plus ten percent yes. plus ten percent. Like, wow, man! Fucking four cents for a cup of coffee. God damn! I know <laughs> and he's making a profit on it. There's a profit, <laughs> funny. Which, which also leads me to one question I have: Is this a period piece? I was trying to figure that out. Is no. it the eighties or is it a period piece? Well, no, I I'm think it's, sure it's I 80s. think it's the eighties, but <laughs> it's like 
in a very small town. Oh, he loves right? to say that the valley's backwards. Everybody yeah. in this town is so backwards. I think it's just a very small town, an outdated mm-hmm. town. So yeah. we're in the 80s, but we're still working like we're in the 60s. I, yeah, that's what I got exactly from it. That. I don't know. 1983 um, in a town that is still 1963. Yeah, that's yeah, what. Because yeah. even in that one room where, mm-hmm. you know, where he has the two clerks, which, by the way, he's got a jack-o'-lantern, jack-o'-lantern in that room, which I love because it just shows mm-hmm. how much he loves Halloween once again, like right from the beginning. But in that room, it feels like it's, I don't even know. It's like a, yeah. a, a Christmas like carol Like Willy Wonka time. on that, yeah, on his I little cart like, with the handles. I was so confused. I was like, wait, is the, does this take place in 83 in present time? Or does this take place? In, you know, I was trying to figure that out. Then I was like, four cents for a cup of coffee. Like, is that accurate? Like, if, no. But maybe in a small town it is if you go to the like local Ooh, diner. He, they're getting coffee from inside of his home, too. Mm-hmm. He can charge them whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, that's He's not like the them. store coffee. <laughs> He's charging them per ground, He's, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's actually figured out how much it costs to give one of his guests a cup of coffee. Or so He's figured it out. Um, one more thing I, I think that they did a good job, and this kind of goes back to you know Halloween, which is one of the reasons why I wanted us to talk about this episode you know, because it's set on Halloween is I love all the transitions of the jack-o'-lantern. I just wanted to point that out. There's, mm-hmm. there's like, I think it happens twice is this great shot because they set it up where Mr. Hackles, you know, he arrives at home, lights it. And then there's a couple shots in between two scenes where you cut to this really close up shot of the jack-o'-lantern's face and this green kind of lighting inside of it. Like it's lit green mm-hmm. from the inside. I love that. And there's a lot of fog in this episode too, which adds to the atmosphere. I feel like this whole this whole idea of like generational trauma is quite funny as far as the writing goes like these these poor kids you know I yes I agree with Manny they're they're a bunch of pussies but um these poor kids have to go and endure this whole process on Halloween when Halloween's supposed to be fun. They're supposed to endure this process of them going and getting the shit scared out of them just so they can they can mend their parents' debts. Mm-hmm. That sucks, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also love that because when I when I started when I the episode started, I wasn't really sure where they were going with this. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How is this really? How are they going to tie this into a trick or treat episode?" When he says it's like its favorite time of year, I was like, "Okay." It almost was like a a combination of like Easter and going egg hunting, but also like Halloween and all the, the all the tricks hunt. that go around yeah. with it. Yeah, I thought that that was pretty cool. I, I liked it a lot, but I just thought like writing wise, I just thought that that was kind of funny i just i just i don't know i enjoyed that (laughs) i thought it was on that same that the same father who couldn't afford to buy his son a the halloween costume he says well you're gonna be there tonight he's like of course i have he says that he has toughened his son with the belt he's given him the whippings (laughs) he's been kicking his son's ass (laughs) trying to toughen him up so he can make it through this haunted house 
Oh my Are god! Are you kidding me? That's so funny. That's I so funny. I don't need to laugh. I don't. We're all laughing because he's toughening up his son. Child abuse. There you go. Hysterical. I guess <laughs> he's but, whipping but, him. I, I mean, after the little devil boy, right? The mullet Mullins. The the, the I think Mullins. the last name was Mullins. I think that's his yeah. name. Um, Mullins. After he he leaves the house in terror. Um, I think it's really, it's kind of funny. Gideon will like pokes his head out to see his father get like mad at him and say, oh, you get back in there and you, mm-hmm. uh, but instead he hugs his son, I guess, because he feels bad and, and he had to endure it. And Gideon gets so upset. He's like, God damn it. I wanted to see, I wanted to see him kick his butt. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I felt like, I felt like that's what, he, like he felt bad for a moment. Like he realized how he was messing with these kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel, yeah. I feel like for a moment he saw it like, shit, I'm an asshole. And then he kind of rolled that back up. It's like, oh, no, you guys are all wrong. It's me. I'm right. Like he had to re- he had to lie to himself that what he's yeah. doing is right. You know, even though he knows he's being an asshole. And then the devil shows up. That's one so of the things. So just say, I, nope, you're wrong. Yeah. That's one of the things I don't like about the episode. I wish they had a, a little more sympathy towards Mr. Hackles. Just a little bit. I guess that's the moment yeah. where he's supposed to be a little sympathetic as a character. But I never felt any sympathy for him at all. Like, I yeah. like the character just because he's, like, so ridiculous. But... There was no sympathy. I wasn't like, oh, man, the devil got him. The witch got him. Like, I'd never felt bad for him at all. So I was just like, I wish there was just a little bit of that. Because even in, yeah. even to kind of compare it to the trick or treat segment mm-hmm. in that movie, which is similar, you do feel a little bad for the old man in that. Like, you're like okay, he's, he's shitty too. But you're like, God damn, how much more torture can this guy take? You know what I mean? Where in this, mm-hmm. again, I guess it's, it's, it's such a short, like him being attacked by the witch and him being attacked by the, by the devil and the demons. He's not even being attacked by them. He's more so they're just messing with his money. Taunting he's, him. He's so obsessed with it that he's trying to grab it all. But like, it's so short. Like literally mm-hmm. the screen time of those two creatures and all those creatures is only like two minutes. And then it, yeah. the episode ends. So maybe if it went on a little longer, which it wasn't necessary for this, but there could have been a way to make make him a little more sympathetic i think that's really my only kind of that's the only thing i didn't like about it because you can't really overthink something like this you know what i mean it's it's not yeah it's not that serious i i think like you said i guess i guess if i really had to dig and find something that i didn't like i feel like for what it was for the 22 minutes it's a great episode i enjoyed it a lot but I, if this is something that Gideon does every year on the same day every year and he's been doing it for decades, which he makes very apparent that he does, what is it about that, that particular evening that brought these evil creatures there? Like, what, what is it about that night that it was like the last straw and they had to magically appear and bring him down to hell? Why yeah, this why year? this year yeah. of all years? I, I was just kind of, I was waiting for maybe little Billy to just make a little wish on a star or something that kind of made it made it make sense because it didn't i was like oh okay well you know it it just i I think it's because he lied what do you mean he lied to the kid the kid 
almost had when he was ready to touch it, he said, "No, you're cold. You're cold." He lied to oh, him. Oh, he was fucking around. Yes, you don't fuck he around kept telling him, "You're getting hotter. Never you're getting hotter." Once. And then he almost got it. He told him, "No, you're cold," and he lied to the kid. So, and you know, and, now that you mentioned that, there was kind of like a shift in the setting when that mm-hmm. happened, and I didn't. That didn't even click to me. Yeah, that didn't he even said you're cold. I didn't even notice it actually. I watched it with Lynn, and she she caught on. She realized that she said, "No, it's." He said, "It's cold." He lied to him, he and he keeps saying, him. "I don't lie, I don't cheat." I don't, but and then he did because he realized he was about to lose. So that might have been what did it. Where the devil was like, "Okay, now, 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 you're fucking, you're going too far." That didn't asshole. even occur to me. That's kind of awesome. I'm coming after you. Just mm-hmm. because yeah. BS. And the devil does say in that scene, "It's like, oh, you're hotter, you're hotter." So mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, kind of mirroring. It kind of- Puts yeah, it together. mirroring what okay. he did. So, yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. Does it still doesn't explain the supernatural element, but right, it kind he of deserves gives it. A, that's he deserves the, it. That's basically it. Right. right. I feel like that's just the EC's comic style. It's always you a know? morality. It's always tale. yeah. It's, it's always yeah. It's kind of, just it's just bad people getting what they deserve yeah. one way or another. Like you're not mm-hmm. supposed to ever feel feel sympathy for them because they're just bad. Like you don't feel bad for anybody in Creep Show except for Stephen King. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. even even in Creep Show Two, the raft, the one mm-hmm. kid, like, oh well, you're hoping he's going to get away, but no, he's literally feeling up the girl while she's asleep. Nope, he's a bad person too. No, yeah. You know, everyone's they're all bad people and they get what they deserve. So that's why that's why I feel like you're not supposed to feel. I, I get what you're saying, like you wish that there was a little bit more of a character to it, but it's you know, but that's just the style. Bad I people. I feel like get yeah, punished. I feel like also with with. With this, with spooky things, like I don't always want to see a happy ending. No, oh, no. You know, it's just not boring after a while. I wouldn't watch anything horror related if it had a happy ending every time. If everybody got away, that's boring. Mm-hmm. We don't like yeah. that. Sure. Romero says <laughs> that in his in his commentary. He he yeah. does he does say that the the endings have to go that way. Like that's that's yeah. how it is. A happy ending. That's not a horror story anymore. Mm-hmm. Horror is in is in the revenge. It's in it's in the the fears. Like there's no fear if you know that everybody's everything's going to be back to status quo when it's all over. If everything's right. back to normal, what where where was the horror really? Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't wait to listen to this George Romero commentary. So <laughs> I'm so curious it. now. I know. I'm so curious now. <laughs> George Romero completely uh-huh. ignoring it's, what he's watching. <laughs> yep. It's the it's the only episode with it too. It's just the one. Like none Amazing. of the others have commentary. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> just the um, one episode. That's funny. <laughs> one more thing to close out. Would you recommend this as a Halloween watch? Do you think this is a good thing to watch in the month of October to get someone in the Halloween mood vibes? Yay, nay. Sure. Why not? I think so. Sure. There's plenty of time in the month of October to fit this in there. Got a month <laughs> for 22 minutes. <laughs> I, I think that. Yeah, I think it's a good. I, I think it, 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 specifically the monsters, there's not a lot of Halloween besides his like pranks and contraptions in the house and the mm-hmm. jack-o'-lanterns. There's not really much else Halloween-y. It doesn't. Like, there's no fall leaves. You don't really see anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's enough. And just kind of the witch. That witch yeah. looks like a Halloween decoration. Like, whenever you oh, think of so, a traditional so cool. witch, like a beastal witch face, that's mm-hmm. what she looks like. And that's probably the most Halloween thing in this is that mm-hmm. witch, I would say, to me. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And she's floating around. That's the creepiest thing. When she floats... And like I don't even remember if you see a do you see a broom? 
I, she's, I don't even, she's just kind of levitating. She's just floating. I don't, rem- yeah, I don't think, so maybe that's a stick. I, I don't really yeah. remember that. Yeah, I don't remember if you see a broom. But I love that shot where you see her feet and they're hovering like off the ground. So eerie. It works perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. any, any final thoughts on the uh, Tales from the Dark Side Trick or Treat? It was a cool episode, but <laughs> I feel they were better. They were a lot. Yeah. There are a lot better episodes. It there wasn't a bad one. Yeah, there are yeah. a lot worse episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are. <laughs> there, there are a lot, lot of bad worse. ones. <laughs> uh, I think it's a good introduction to Tales from the Dark Side. I think mm-hmm. if you've never watched this show, this is a good first episode. And mm-hmm. whenever I see lists, and I said it earlier, of the top ten best Tales from the Dark Side episodes, it's on there. episodes, this is always on there. So I'd say check it out, and and I guarantee if you watch this episode, you're like, you know what? I want to watch a couple more Tales from the Dark Side episodes. Can you save your father, Timmy? Are you tough enough? Tough enough to face the haunted house? So that was Tales from the Dark Side, Trick or Treat. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash hauntedhangover31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Catch you guys later.